0: Hey, so yesterday, big news all over the province of Ontario. The um, uh, Ontario Medical Association is sounding the alarm that one in four Ontarians could be without a family doctor by 2026. A lot of factors going into that. But the Ontario Medical Association wants us to know that things are going to get worse before they get worse. And right now we're joined by Dr. Andrew Park, the president of the OMA. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. This is not good news in any in any way.
1: No, it's really not. Good morning and thanks for having me. Um, it, it, as you said, uh, one in four uh, Ontarians could be without a family doctor. And and just to provide some context or shed some light on what that means for people, uh, I know that there are a lot of your listeners are out there saying, "Yeah, I've been waiting on Connected Ontario and, and trying to get a family doctor calling offices. But what it really practically means for people is that those without a family doctor have worse outcomes. They um, even die earlier. Um, they access healthcare less. Um, this is a really big deal, and, yeah. and particularly for Canadians who pride ourselves in our healthcare system, this is big.
0: So, uh, doctor, let, let's talk about this because, generally speaking, when issues of crises in healthcare arise in Canada, a lot of people in a lot of circles will chirp, "the it's a funding issue." And while nobody would dispute that more money helps. More often than not, this issue cannot just be solved with that. There is a fundamental problem with time management for doctors. They are spending too much time doing the busy work and not enough time being doctors.
1: Correct. So there's a couple of things there. Absolutely. You know, more funding helps the situation. But I do think we have to have a a fundamental reframe of the way primary care is delivered. Um, Family doctors have become everything for every person. Um, if you even need a sniff of a healthcare opinion, it's gotta go through your family doctor. In some ways that's really helpful, but in other ways, it, all it does is bog down the family doctor in bureaucratic mess. And, you know, we think about if, imagine if your kids are at school and your teachers can't teach them half the time because they're writing, um, you know, so much paperwork that they're bogged down in the ability to actually deliver on the job. That's what's happening in healthcare
0: right now. Yeah, and I think that's the important point uh, that resonated with me when I heard this story. It was how much paperwork... Uh, The average doctor has to go through just to see patients, and it's leading to burnout in a lot of cases where when they they think about the idea of bringing on another patient, they say, if I bring on another patient, that means I'm going to have to do X amount of hours of more mindless paperwork. I didn't sign up to be a doctor to do paperwork. I signed up to treat patients, and it's leading a lot of them to be soured on their job or just flat out not being able to do their job.
1: Well, I think you highlighted the issue really well there and I think part of the problem is that so what burnout is has roots in in what we call moral distress and a lot of it is because as doctors we sign up to care for people we sign up to heal we sign up to build relationships through through ongoing longitudinal family practices and and yet we're sitting in front of computers and we're sitting and filling out forms and, and every time we do that, it sucks one small part of that healing yeah. uh, nature out of us, and we're like, this isn't what we signed up for. Um, so it, it's, it's incredibly frustrating to be able to have the skills to do the job and just not be able to do it.
0: Uh, How much, Dr. Park, and I'm speaking with Dr. Andrew Park, the president of the Ontario Medical Association, we're talking about the looming crisis in uh, primary care in Ontario, where one out of every four Ontarians could be without a a family doctor in just a few short years. How much of this solution could be? How much of this could be fixed by a technological solution? There are so many companies out there doing so many innovative things with AI and with um, you know creating one-stop platforms, turnkey solutions where everything could be digitized. Everything could be digitized. So much, so much of the um, of the transcription that takes up so much time could be listened to by an AI copilot. Um, how, how are you guys looking at specific technological solutions that could help with this work overload?
1: absolutely you know <clears throat> having said that though i think we have to be a little bit careful because um you know we looked at the electronic medical record from paper charting as something that was oh this is going to be the the savior but but I, I will tell you that if you talk to family physicians, they are bogged down by the technological solutions of their EMR They doesn't really talk to that doesn't talk to Ontario laboratory information systems. They don't talk to hospital systems. They don't talk to home care systems. So sure, but doctor, I want to.
0: I, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I want to yep. just reiterate. We've had so many conversations about the, the 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 AI revolution that is going on right now, and having been burnt by previous. Uh, electronic promises doesn't mean that this AI revolution is going to, is going to be the same. There are, I no, know, absolutely. yeah, right. Like I, I think I really think that uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday who was saying that India has a surprisingly robust, uh, technological presence in 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 healthcare because they have to. They have so many people that they have got to usher through their hospitals that the the only solution to them was being at the tip of the sword as from a technological standpoint, and that has allowed them to scale in a way that I don't know. Maybe Ontario should be looking at.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that point, and we have put in proposals. Um, for funding of uh, artificial intelligence scribes, as you say, that that basically transcribe the encounter as opposed to doctors that are, you know, typing away afterwards for for many hours. Um, My point was just to throw, you know, let's just, let's be cautious, but let's move forward because we have no other choice. I absolutely agree on that point.
0: So we are looking right now, the backdrop of this, this anticipated issue is the fact that in Sault Ste. Marie, 10,000 patients recently found out they're losing access to primary care um, due to a physician shortage, um, and 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 so what what I mean have you have you talked to physicians in Sault Ste. Marie? What what are their thoughts as people on the front lines there?
1: Yeah, so I have talked to um, the physicians in Sault Ste. Marie as well as talked to physicians across the province, and and they're demoralized. This is not a decision that physicians make without an incredible amount of of, of thought and angst, and um, nobody wants to walk away from a practice going to de-roster 10,000 patients. Yeah. Um, I know that some cl- clinicians were hanging on well past what they felt that they were able to, uh, to try to support their community. Dr. And Park, is on
0: us. yeah, it's on uh, uh, Dr. Park. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, to, I don't mean to interrupt again. I have to leave it there. President of the Ontario Medical Association with some dire news, but if we address it in the right smart way, we can avert disaster. Thank you so much for all that you do, Dr. Park. Thanks for having me.